So welcome back to the Next Big Thing podcast. Today we are here with actress, writer, and podcaster Moretta Moss to talk about her most recent projects. So hello. Um, Thank you for joining today. Um, I just wanted to start off by having you introduce yourself and tell me a little bit about how you got into acting, writing, and the industry itself. Sure. My name's Moretta. I am Moretta Moss, even though I'd like to think that I'm just like Moretta, the one namer. Uh, um, So acting was something that I, you know, I kind of found a little later in life. I did not come out of the womb um, wanting to be on stage or at least not knowing that's what I wanted. Um, So I, uh, I just, I'm, I'm one of those people that like, likes to do like lots of things, but like, excelling just like maybe not excelling at everything but like I've tried every sport when I was growing up and and like like in all the groups and when I was in college I was just like oh you have to like settle down you have to zone in onto something and I had I tried I I mean I started with social work went to journalism I don't even know what else um and this was just like in the first year uh and then I found they were doing like a pretty big film on my campus and I was a part of it and I it was it just like expanded my world uh into what was possible and I realized that acting is something that is like was a tangible thing and I started taking acting classes and I got an agent and I started you know uh, like doing indie films and doing like regional commercials and just like slowly like grew out from there but I would I just say that I know that TV and film always existed like I loved there was a show Kids Incorporated which was like it was like <laughs> the Mickey Mickey Mouse Club but it wasn't as like whatever that is uh and I I like loved it but I I just didn't think it was possible until I actually saw it. I I guess that's just how my brain works. Going back on when you first started into acting, I know that you were into a lot of indie um, films and such. Can you tell me a little bit about like getting into the indie scene? Um, You know, I think things have changed so much over like the last, few years, a decade, I don't know, Um, like that we still had these like online casting sites even back then. Um, And I think I, a lot of times I would just, you know, self-submit, but in Atlanta, there was like, there still is like, there's just very passionate people here who are incredible writers and, and um, outside of like a studio uh, platform and they want their stories to be told. And Uh, so they, I remember sitting in on just like screenwriter groups and being, uh, like an actor just Mm -hmm. at table reads that were for the purpose of the screenwriters. And, and then eventually like they, those, they crowdfunded and got those films made. And, and because of just sitting at the table originally, I, um, I usually was able to get in that way from, from, from that process, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it has to do with a lot of networking, but also just sh- showing up um, and just showing up, I think, when you say you're going to and, and doing it, like, with a good attitude and well, I think is so much of the indie process uh, because, you know, in the beginning when you're not getting paid, a lot of people <laughs> don't show up. And a lot of times these, 
I mean, just in the beginning, I, I loved it so much. And I was just like constantly learning that um, I always showed up. And now that I'm older, I don't show up as much because I don't have to. Like I have like, there's other things that are like, I want to do my own work. And like, I, I'm more, I, I my time seems more finite, even though it, I don't, I don't know if it is or not. Uh, but, but I, yeah, I think just, just showing up and, 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 you know, not necessarily, you don't have to be best friends with everyone, but like you have those, those connections because everyone in like an indie community and just the film and TV, they want to, they want to make more stuff. Like we love creating. So there's always stuff mm -hmm. going on. Yeah. And so you went from there into some more different productions. And I know recently you were in, you played Read Aloud in a live adaptation of an animated series. Can you tell me a bit about that and what it was like to take an animated character to a real life character? Sure. That was super fun. Um, the, the Loud House animated series, it's going on, it's, it has five series, five seasons. It's like a, it's, it is, it's a big hit. And um, it has a great fan following. So I played Rita Loud, who is the matriarch, the mother of the Loud family, which has 10 kids, 10 boys, 10 boys, 10 girls, 11 kids. Is there, this is, there's 11. This is something that like I get wrong all the time, but then someone was like, no, it's okay. People forget their kids, especially when there's that many. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> I sing that song and I'm like, I can put any words into it. Like, I just like adapt it and like, I'm just mm -hmm. making a jingle based on that rhythm. Um, so, but it was fun because Read Aloud, the mom was, she was like already established. She already had her quirks. She, like, we knew who she was and her family. And um, like, so, and just the entire like production from hair and makeup to the stylist, you know, to the director and, and the executive producers, like everyone knew what we were doing. And, and it was so beautifully created. Like it, it, when I stepped on set the first time, it, it looked like the loud house out of a cartoon. And I'm like, how did they do this? How did they find this house in real life that looks like their actual house? But that's, they're really good at their job. And, and so, uh, so much of the work was, taken care of I uh the script was like funny and great and it was so easy just to step into her and uh yeah I mean I was worried about like fans of like making sure they were happy <laughs> um but I you know I just did my best and I and I'm really proud of it I think it's a really fun like I think everyone in the cast did such a good job like mm -hmm. like in really like I they did such a good job I mean like uh I, yeah, so I'm I'm impressed that, but it was so much of a team effort involved to get us there. And from your early days doing more like indie productions, how do you transfer those sort of um, acting skills and acting experiences into a, a production more like what you did with uh, Read Aloud? Oh, it's so easy because like you just have to show up on set, you sit in a chair and someone like just, you just get so taken care of and then when I say easy maybe it's not like easy like it's always you're you're working but um mm -hmm. when you are on an indie set you are in charge of like your own everything your own wardrobe hair and makeup like it is and that's not true for like all like some low uh, mm -hmm. indies like have a decent budget but but uh but I, I think it's just it's just so nice to have 
your space and and uh, and a team taking care of you. It is it's it's really it's it's lovely in a, in a way. Um, but there's also more pressure involved because you mm-hmm. have like everyone, like the the studio, the producers, like everyone's looking over you and and making sure it fits. In a way, that can be comforting because you know you're doing your job right and that it is going to come out well where sometimes when you're working indie they're mm-hmm. like well sound was bad we had to scrap that that scene um right yeah so it's it's really nice to be able to just work the gamut i still really appreciate indie film sets um because there's just so much passion and and it to get your own work made i think is mm-hmm. like really incredible and a feat um and and so but but there is also something of just like on that other side to know what it what money can do I think Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. is that what you were asking I think yeah yeah and just like what the experience is like and the difference but I know you you um have done some writing yourself just like you were talking about creating your own sort of pieces and I believe you wrote Intersection um Mm -hmm. and as well can you tell me about that and what inspired you to create that Sure. Intersection is about a neighborhood. It's it's a fictional neighborhood, but it's, you know, kind of based off of a fictional neighborhood in Atlanta that is going through growth and changes, gentrification. Mm-hmm. And it it takes a look at all of the people involved in the neighborhood, that community um, and, and their lives. So uh, I was one of the writers. We had a writer's room of five people and five females and that was that was great that was something we kind of consciously did and um and also like help was a co-producer and and acted in it and i it is one of those things like Mm -hmm. i watched one of those scenes where i had just like one scene for the day and uh, so i was like half of the time i was directing traffic as a producer at like because that's just all hands on deck that's what you do and then when it was my scene i was like i am so tired like we didn't have hair and makeup which is something like I actually fought for I really tried to get hair and makeup because it is just such a load off of a female's mind when you know I can't see the back of my head so I I don't know what it looks like uh especially when you're shooting on location uh so Mm -hmm. but I just the scene my not to be vain but my hair was like so just like like end of day like frizzy and just not not it is what it is it's real life you know it's 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 Mm -hmm. not it's not that big of a deal but that's just like one of those moments on on indie film sets when you are doing everything like I I almost I like I care now that I can take a step back and be like oh I wish I had brushed my hair before that but when you're on it it's like go 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 we're losing daylight we need this shot and I'm just like 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 changing out of my like PA clothes into into wardrobe and uh and and doing it so it's a great like great it, 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 but it feels so good in those moments where you're like got a little pinch of like oh that didn't look exactly like I like but yet that's our creation mm-hmm. from start to finish um so it it feels that feels so great mm-hmm. and what was it like writing on a team of like all female writers uh, a lot of rewrites, I would say. We okay. we were, um, in March of 2020, we had, uh, like, scheduled the shoot to, to mm-hmm. shoot it. And, uh, and then 
And then when like there was the lockdown and stuff that happened and we didn't know what was going on as the rest of the world. So we, we, we shut down and it actually, the next year in March of 2021, we were able to shoot again, still like not knowing, but we were like, we just, you have to move forward at some point. So, okay. Uh, so yes, like, but, but so we took that time that year. We, we had writers Mm -hmm. meetings every week. We did them over zoom and, um, it, we rewrote the series and there's a lot of creative differences that you have in writers rooms, especially when we were creating something that we weren't, we were like, we knew what we wanted to say, but it was, it's like sensitive and difficult and, and um, and lots of different opinions uh, because we tried to create a diverse writers room as well and uh, and I think in wanting to like amplify everyone's voice it's just mm-hmm. I would say it's challenging and especially mm-hmm. like now I'm part of a writing team and I I have this view of how I I think this scene's going and then my partner has a, like a different perspective and I just find myself being like okay like this is just they're just words right now so i will shrink not shrink isn't the right word but i'm gonna be less controlling about my Mm -hmm. desire and and open because i i like to think of these um moments of maybe uh non-congruity as like pinches to move in in a different way to expand and uh so it you have to be willing to work together and your ideas, my ideas aren't precious. They are just ideas. Right. And I think, I think having that perspective is, is helpful. And, and overall, when you step back, mm-hmm. you're like, Oh, I mean, cause like there were, there were some tense moments in those writer's rooms, but, but now mm-hmm. when it's done, it's like, all right. Yeah. Like it's, it's, we, we created something together and we are better for it. So it's definitely rewarding at the end. It is. Oh. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is it definitely rewarding. Even if like I would do things differently. Like there were there were some like red flags we had about people mm-hmm. and we were like, but and like but those red flags were there because they were <laughs> red right. flags. So um I think we could have been a little more proactive in some things, but yeah, but very rewarding. And since you're obviously a very creative person, you've also started a podcast. Yes. Um, Counter parenting. Um, what was the inspiration for that? And what are the kind of topics that you cover when you do this podcast? So counter parenting is a podcast that I started. It's like parenting from a step parent perspective. And it just mm-hmm. kind of, there was just so much trials and tribulations over the COVID um, in general of homeschooling and you are, when you're a step parent, you're, you're like, there's still two different like households involved, even though you're just part of this one household and it's complicated. Mm-hmm. And there's, and I feel, and I still feel this way that, um, and maybe rightly so, but like step parents, they, they're just sitting on the sidelines a lot of times, even if they have like an mm-hmm. active opinion or like, like communication in parenting, they're still not like these like primary biological parents. And I, um, and I, I, it was like, it was a struggle for me to understand what my role was. So I started this podcast to speak to experts about it. And I did. And I, you know, podcasting is, is, 
I kind of, it was difficult for me to like get like the technology side of it down and um, <sighs> finding those guests and that, mm -hmm. that were like, because I think I found that I didn't like, I didn't necessarily hear what I wanted to hear, which was like, do A, B, and C, and then you will be a success. It was just like, yeah, it's hard. Yeah, that situation can come up and it's difficult. And I'm like, yeah, I know it's difficult. I just want a little more, I want a little more help. Um, so I am revamping it into more of a, okay, into more of a, like a, a comedy podcast of like the horrors of step parenting and not so much as like direct experience from mine, but we'll have um, like guests that are, that have, we're going to have them on anonymously and uh, tell just some crazy mm -hmm. stories because I, I think that <laughs> for me is like, Oh, okay. I'm not alone in this. This crazy stuff has happened to you too. Right. And, and I think it'll be funny because it'll, some of these things are so unbelievable. So um, yeah, I, I, I got like this, we did like the 1.0 and now we're on the 2.0. Okay. And so your goal with this podcast then is to kind of feel not alone yourself but also make others feel that way too yes so to empower um other step parents because there was just some things that i had wished i i knew what they were um like a parenting plan mm -hmm. how important is that and like what what even is that if you like unless you're you've been divorced and like or a child of divorce you might not even know what that is um so to educate and empower, just kind of create, to create community um, that's not judgmental, mm -hmm. you know? I think there's so much like, of like how to parent and how you are supposed to feel. And I, I mean, I see it not just in my own life, but in other people's lives that parenting is not just all sunshine and daisies and it's and we know that but i think like from a parent's perspective like it's there's some like they're so tired parents are so tired all the time and then they they just they're like no you know i love it mm -hmm. and i'm like yeah but you can you can sometimes not love something not like two i just mm -hmm. wish there was sometimes more real talk but i without having blame on anyone and just like there's some people that are like children first like and I get that yes children first but also like you have to be a full whole person I don't know I, it's, it's like complicated but I, I was looking for I'm looking for like community like because the step parent is mm -hmm. it's just like a it's like it's something nobody really talks about unless you are Well, I mean, even like Hollywood kind of creates these tropes about step parents sometimes in movies, like Wicked Stepmother, yes. etc. Well, I say like, and, I, yeah, sorry. I'm sorry, but I was like, I, I'm like, I guess I'm just taking on an e like, like the the way it sometimes feels. I'm like, maybe I like can there's those tropes. I see how they get labeled because like I'm not adored and, and mm -hmm. like fanned over. I'm I'm the other. And even though I didn't come in as the other, I like, I have like, I am now the other parent. And in the beginning, it's like, oh, cool. Yeah. And then it's like, then I take on a parental role of caring and yeah. discipline and 
Um, and so they they it's easy instead of the kids playing against their parents, they sometimes play the step parent against it because I don't, I don't know how, like what, I mean, they've got these minds that are still developing and it's just easier to like, if something's not working out for them, like to blame. And instead of blaming mom or dad, it's like blame stepmom or stepdad. So, mm-hmm. so that's where the, I think the tropes come from because, you know, I, mm-hmm. sure. you know I don't try to be evil, but, but I sometimes I'm like, how, how did that become my fault? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, it seems like you try to find um, creativity in everything you do, be it acting, writing, or even parenting. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Sorry. I tr- it's a little. Yeah, I try to. I guess there is a delay, but yes, Grace, I try to. I try and like enjoy life and have fun and like, and, like I find joy in creating and like that makes me a creative person. And in terms of that, do you still want to continue doing things where um, you're able to like do more things at once? Like you said, um, yes, I, but I, it is, I like, I would love to like a screenplay that I've written like, I want mm-hmm. to be in it because I wrote it for me, and I so I right. want it to be made, and I and I want to have like creative control over it because it's my vision. Um, but I but the crowdfunding um, takes up, I think, takes up so much of that mm-hmm. um, that like having doing kind of sc- scrappier shorts and comedic like skits, yes but I I feel like I really want to get Mm -hmm. like a feature made and that just requires resources. And that is the fundraising skill is not a skill. It's something that I'm like, Ooh, you please do that. Um, But, but those people that are really good at fundraising want to do that for their own projects. So that Mm -hmm. is just, it is, I want to do that, but I I want the money to just appear. So I'm putting that out into the universe. (laughs) That's how money works, right? Just falls off of trees. That's what I've heard. Pretty much, yeah. pretty much that's how it works. And do you find in Hollywood there is enough? Well, not even enough, but there are resources for women to create um, and to have those opportunities. There are definitely organizations, resources, grants in place. There are, a, like the you know, like the film fest. I don't want to say it it is still I think um, it is still a lot of who you know and networking even within these organizations mm-hmm. um that when you submit you know to a really like a, a festival unless you know someone in that festival like you it is very it's so difficult and I think to to rise up and I think that that is okay because the projects that do rise up are they're still good they just might have some connections so i you know i i do i do i you know i think the way the studio makeups like there's internally still like shifts for diversity and um inclusivity that need to be made but um but i think it's as far as female empowerment and like like female resources, I, I think they're, 
I, I think we are there for each other and um, mm-hmm. yeah. What do you think? <laughs> I mean, I've done, I have like a, some studies in human rights and such too. And I mean, there's always room for improvement, I think um, as well, mm-hmm. um, especially for women, marginalized communities, LGBTQ, anybody that's trying to create, I think we're definitely seeing more voices and different perspectives. Um, but I, like I said, I think there's always room for improvement and the more resource, resources, the better. Yes. Agreed. 1000%. So, yeah. And in terms of that, just to kind of finish everything off, you said you kind of want to perhaps make a screenplay and then star in it. Is there anything else um, coming up for you in terms of writing films? I know you're changing your podcast. Yeah. You know, I, I, like being an actor is so interesting because sometimes it's hurry up and and wait you know I have a Mm -hmm. there are there's like things that I filmed last year that have like NDAs that aren't haven't come out yet um right it's it's everything's just a work in in progress I I I always say it's just like a TBD but I'm kind of like still like I'm part of that TBD of like what is what is going on (laughs) please um so with that said um as far as like creative endeavors that I have control over, like just writing more. And then I feel like once I have like a couple of screenplays and projects, it's easier to shop those. Be like, oh, because like you've yeah. this and then this and then hopefully get some traction on those. Um, and then and then we'll see what else happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that sounds great. Well, it's been a pleasure speaking with you today. Um where can everybody find you? Great. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, you can find me, I think the the best place is probably Instagram at Moretta Moss, M-U-R-E-T-T-A-M-O-S-S. Um, and that's, that's my handle. So yeah, come on by. Say hi. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much and good luck with your coming projects. Um, we wish you all the best. And uh, that concludes the episode for today. So thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Bye.